Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, you know, the news is percolating like a pot of coffee. It's, uh... <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. Hey, an interesting thing I'd like to start out with. Uh, sure. President Trump, his uh, former lawyer was a guy named John Eastman. I, I don't know whether you remember this or not, but he he was stopped, I believe, on a highway. This this is like a year, year and a half ago. Uh, and they, they wanted his cell phone, and uh, they were just making life difficult for this man. And this is a very well-respected, res- uh, highly educated attorney who's had a wonderful career in law. But yet, because he was Trump's lawyer, the left has been all over this guy's uh, gluteus maximus. That being said, he was on Laura Ingram's show last night. And, you know, Laura says to him, you know, you've been quiet for quite some time. Uh, what makes you come out now, especially now, since they can use what you're about to say against you in a court of law? Why did you decide to speak out tonight, knowing um, that anything you say to the media or uh, to this uh, program could then be potentially used against you? Well, Laura, first, thanks for having me on. Uh, look, I've been speaking out all along. Uh, we did nothing wrong. We were challenging the election for what even uh, Vice President Pence described as serious allegations of fraud and numerous instances of officials violating state law. And if we can't speak out about that, then our freedom of speech, our right to petition the government for redress of grievances are gone. But also importantly, I'm an attorney. And, you know, the people that I was representing had a right to counsel. And what's going on here with the bar complaints against everybody involved in any of the litigation, this Fulton County complaint, the unindicted co-conspirators in the federal action, they're trying to stifle people from being able to get representation in election challenges. They've made that very clear that that's what they're up to, and we can't allow it to happen. John Eastman, and he's so true. He's so true. And he speaks not only for himself, but I mean, for Jenna Ellis, who was Trump's attorney, for Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's attorney. All these Mm -hmm. people were essentially hired to represent President Trump and the left is punishing them for that. And that by itself should be illegal. It's a crime. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, kind of tying into it, there's several stories that are tying into it. And I think it's an effort by the left to basically silence the right. You've got YouTube now that's uh, demonetizing a channel over uh, while they were playing the videos, like the audio clip uh, Mm -hmm. we played yesterday, where. you know, Joe was uh, sitting there, you know, saying everything quite the opposite of of what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Democrats challenging the election results. There's that audio clip out there, and as a matter of fact, this is a big channel on YouTube, but they were playing that audio clip. So YouTube came in and said, "You know what? We're yanking your money that you earned. Forget it. You know, you're you're no longer monetized. Can't yeah. make money doing that." Uh, one of the guys um, from uh, the Proud Boys uh, who did an interview with the Gateway Pundits, and basically all he did was sit there and go, well, you know what? My trial is something like you'd see out of communist China. Yeah. That phrase right there makes the people in the government go, you know what? We want to add more years to his sentence. for sitting there saying that it wasn't a fair, see, you know, Trial. Anybody who is under attack. Anybody who has studied um, history, 
mm-hmm. has got to realize that what's happening in our country right now is exactly like what was going on in in communist China, in Russia. They 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 stifled free expression, free speech mm-hmm. constantly. There was no such thing. You had to be careful with what you said. You know, they used to have it was so bad in Russia that they were encouraging their children to uh, spy on their parents. If the parents said anything that was anti-government around the kitchen table, well, um, you know, let us know because it's important that they be schooled as to what is the proper thing to say, you know? I mean, this is the kind of environment they lived in. And I can remember as a kid thinking, oh, boy, I'm glad I don't live in a country like that. I mean, my God, you know, you can't trust your family. Well, well, let me look, ask you. Look around. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying, look around you right now. What do you see that's any different? I mean, they're encouraging our children right now in schools. Uh, you can uh, make decisions on your sexuality when you're seven and eight years old. No problem. And don't tell your parents. You don't have to tell your parents. They don't have to know. Well, I mean, yeah, and that decision you get to make when you're, you know, six, seven, eight years old is uh, is a decision based on what they tell you in the classroom. By the way, you know, you, you, what you think is probably not true. Here's why. You know, and I'm like going, there is no here's why. They're just, they're making this crap up. Giuliani mm-hmm. got hit with a judgment against him. How I would you that. feel that if you were accused of a crime, you know, and they said, no need for a trial. We're just going to cast judgment on you. That just happened. Yeah. Giuliani over two Georgia, Georgia election workers. And we're supposedly defamed by him because he didn't present the proper documents for his claim. All yeah. right. What it says here is a federal judge ruled Wednesday that Rudy Giuliani is legally liable for defaming two Georgia election workers right. who became the subject of conspiracy theories related to the 2020 election that uh, were amplified by Donald Trump in the final weeks of his presidency. But I don't remember, Bill, like you said, I don't remember a uh, uh, trial. Well, no, the judge said that there was no need for a trial. She entered a default judgment. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, you know, and this, you know, looking her up, I'm going, that name is familiar. I mean, she's been working with Mueller, all these cases against Trump she's been working on. You know who uh, was an, uh, she was an appointee. Now, I don't know if her position is all, but uh, mm-hmm. I know that she was George W. Bush, George W. Bush. Well, well I mean, George W. Bush, in my opinion, is as, is as uh, deep state as anyone on the left. Mm-hmm. He, except he was better at at lying to us at the, at the time. I mean, I mean, I used to see these guys after they left the presidency. It would be uh, George H. W. Bush. It would be uh, Bill, uh, Jimmy Carter. It'd be President Clinton. It would be Barack Obama and be George W. Bush, and they'd be walking around at some event, and they'd be laughing with each other and having a great old time. And I, I would think, well, I guess they share the common experience of being president, and that that trumps the other things, you know, the differences mm-hmm. between parties. But I don't think that's the case. I think that they were always playing on the same team. Oh, I do too. I think it just became more relevant now that uh, when when Trump got into office. And I think that was the big fear. Oh, the, you know, that judge goes back to the old uh, Russian collusion and everything else. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the fix was in on, on Trump 
way before he ever got in, into office the first time because mm -hmm. he had goods on them. He knew who they were. But unfortunately, they were conniving enough to where, you know, he couldn't get the job done uh, to, to get them all exposed and fix everything. You know, there's two... There, there, there was a lot to do. You know, there's a new report claiming that uh, former President Trump is considering not showing up in person for the Georgia arraignment next week. Trump has appeared in person at the last three arraignments, but uh, apparently CBS News claims he is considering waiving his appearance in Fulton County, which is scheduled for September 6th. Fulton County uh, Superior Court allows defendants to appear virtually, for arraignments or waive their right to appear altogether. Uh, instead, a defendant's attorney would enter a not guilty plea in, uh, in the writing. I, I don't blame him. I do not blame no, him. I wouldn't go if I nah. didn't have to either. I'd say Because no. the outcome's going to be the same no matter what. Yeah. Why, why embarrass him? Yeah, I mean, they got their picture. It's out there. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, you know, we, we know they're going after him. The only thing is, uh, the the story about the uh, the fifty four hundred emails. Well, now there's a group that's suing to get those emails released. Now these aren't the tape phone calls that are coming up, but they're worried about it. I understand there's some two hundred emails. The government goes, no, no, no. You don't even get to see those. I mean, this guy he he spent more time sending emails than he did uh, uh, sending legitimate messages to his, his constituents. Yeah. But there's 200 of those 5,400, apparently, that they're going, no, you can't see those. Well, that tells you that there's a smoking gun mm -hmm. laying there with all the, the information we need. So what what is going on now? You know, Mueller's getting back together going, yeah, we got to get the grand jury reconvened because, well, we got more indictments to file. You know, and then, uh, you know, Fanny is uh, down in Georgia ratcheting up the heat, too. Yeah, okay, so... Expect more. There are 91 charges against Trump. That is unheard of. I don't think this Al is, Capone had that many charges. Again, though, what, what I found amazing is when I heard him on the Glenn Beck interview a couple of days ago, Trump didn't sound phased at all. With it's, it's like he had some inside information. I don't. I'm not. I'm just saying he was. They said, uh, "Can you run for president uh, in prison?" And Trump said, "I'm not going to prison." I'm not yeah, going but to you know, <laughs> sometimes you, you you take the hurt so much, you, you become immune to it. I mean, I, I would venture to say when Jesus got nailed to the cross, you know, his hands nailed up there. Well, do you think he was in pain the whole time, or do you think at some point well, in time? They say he suffered for our sins, and, and I, I think he suffered, but I do think he was aware from the time he probably uh, stepped foot on this earth uh, of what his purpose was, and... Uh, at some point in time, though, you don't feel. Look, I remember when I was in surgery one time. They said, "Okay, good news and bad news. What's the bad news?" Well, that's the good news. You know that 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 steel rod that's been shoved up your leg all the way up into your your body is coming out. And I said, "Yeah, that's good news." So what what's the bad news? Well, on a scale like of yeah, <laughs> on a scale of one to eleven, give it about a seventeen because we can't give you any anesthesia for it. And I'm, they go so. We'll we'll start and we'll go real slow. And I'm going, dude. Is if that's the case, yank away. <laughs> you know, just just yeah. do Don't it. Don't prolong the agony. Um, yeah. 
I don't know whether you heard this or not, but uh, 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell once again froze up. He froze up in, in, a, in a public setting. I mean, this guy, if if he were a computer, you would say uh, he, they got to update that software. There's something wrong with there's something wrong here. What are my thoughts about what running for re-election in 2026? Oh. That's a Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Please speak up. He froze up with a question, and he froze up for about a minute or so, maybe a, a little longer. Some of his aides had to come out and kind of shake him a bit. He, you can hear by his answers, he's trying, he's struggling to sound uh, coherent, but, but it, it's almost like he had a mini stroke because he. I was just going to say what yeah. that sounds like is a mini stroke. Because that could happen, and then you know things kind of come back. But and his language uh, was slurred, Bill. Mm-hmm. Not that he's the most articulate guy in the world. On a normal, he's always kind of mumbled. You know, yeah. I mean, we we should really call him mumbles. But uh, um, you know, the, the however you feel about him, you know, having the strokes that that's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he can't finish out his term, but he needs to get some help. You know, you know, you look around the landscape of the United States Senate, you got Mitch McConnell blanking out in public. You've got uh, John Fetterman, who he's hiding somewhere now because every time he goes out there, it reminds his constituents that we have a severely handicapped man in the in the uh, Senate seat in Pennsylvania, severely handicapped, that he never should have been there in the first place. You You know, I've heard people say, the, the Senate requires sharp, uh, aggressive, intelligent leadership, all of which a guy like Fetterman can't, can't provide right now. Not that he's stupid by any stretch of the imagination. I right. wouldn't vote for him. He's not my cup of tea. He, he, advocates, he advocates everything I disagree with. But, uh, you know, he, when he was sharp and hadn't had his stroke, he was more in charge now it's like it's like a, a, an engine with no gas. When you see him talk, it's like holy smokes! And uh, I haven't. Have you seen anything, Bill, in the news in Pennsylvania about none, John Fetterman? None whatsoever. I mean, I think we talked about it, you and I, off mic last week. You know, there's a they they had a picture of him, and a lot of people sat there and said that's not him. It's a body double, but the double wasn't that great. There were a yeah. lot of discrepancies yeah. in the picture from the ears to the nose to the 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 wrinkles in the forehead and you know there's a peculiar slant with those wrinkles you know that was has- a strange thing wasn't it people i wish we could show this to people but um it's out there it showed john fetterman with a new look they called it he had a mustache as opposed to a goatee the goatee was gone uh he was thinner in the face 
But what you said, his ears didn't match at all. And ears are something you really can't hide. I mean, it's you can do a lot of things to a face, but uh, the ears are, you know, they're a, they're a sign of who you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he looked and the, different. Yeah, and also, you know, you know the, the, the head being shaved on both of them. Uh, in the back top portion of his head, and Fetterman has, I think, a more pronounced like point yeah. than the double had. If it if it was indeed a double, I'm not going to sit there and say it was or it wasn't. But and I said it, but I'm not going to say the person was or wasn't. Simple fact is, in the photo, there were some dis- well, not some. There were a lot definite. of discrepancies. De- definite, yeah, yeah, and. I just I'm looking at even the the coloration of the eyes was was off and I'm sitting there going you can doctor a photo you can you know I mean you've got your subject matter you can with today's software you can do a lot of different tweaking and everything but these were fundamental features mm-hmm. that you don't tweak yeah. Well, you know, there's people out there going, oh, come on, doubles, come on. You wouldn't have doubles in government. I, I think Hillary there are doubles. One. I think there are doubles all throughout government. I think a lot of people have doubles. It's just uh, the way I think uh, the system works. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were let, to, if we were allowed to peek behind the screen, behind the the curtain, um, I think we'd be amazed at how many people have got. Doubles. I mean, in the course of history, for example, I can tell you that uh, guys like Hitler had doubles. Mussolini had doubles. Uh, supposedly, Stalin had doubles. Uh, these were commonplace. Uh, I would not be surprised if President Trump may have had a double. You know, he. he I mean, there are just uh, times when it's necessary to make an appearance when it's physically impossible for uh, somebody to do so. So they, I think that's where the doubles come into play. Or maybe uh, if you want to get a little deeper, maybe they're uh, more dangerous situations and the powers that be don't want their their primary person to be in jeopardy, so they put a stand-in in the place, you know. But Yeah, you know, would you want to be a Trump double, though, because, you know, he's— he is the polarizing double because he's either vastly loved or vastly hated. If you're a lefty, you hate him, and that's it. It doesn't really have anything to do with oh, no, what nothing. he says politically. You're it right. has the, he was vilified by Hillary uh, and early on, and and the deep state. You know, early on, and that, that's where the collusion Russia came in, and that was fake. The the urination on the bed, that was a fake story. Well, and it goes on you know, and on and on and on and on. It's funny you should say this. One of your uh, old uh, co-workers, uh, this uh, uh, audio clip, actually it's a video clip, but I'm going to play the audio here, of uh, Glenn just going off, just going off on having had enough of the lies. And it's, I believe, was recorded last Veterans Day on his, mm-hmm. on his TV show. It's making the rounds now again. It's hot. Friend of mine, a friend of mine named Jeff, one of our regular listeners, sent it to me, and he said, "You got to hear this." And uh, right. I listened to it, and I remember it, and I think you should hear it too because he speaks for us. I think I just have to say it like this: I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I am worn out. 
I am fed up. I've had enough. I am tired of exposing corruption, doing our homework, finding, going overseas and having documents translated to make sure they're exactly right, presenting the evidence. We know what's happening, except then once we expose it, nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a damn thing anymore. Nothing. If you and I did half the things that people in Washington do every day, you and I would go to prison. Clinton got away with it. Even the left knew that the Clinton Foundation was dirty. They sold uranium to our biggest enemy, Russia. Nothing. No. She can take confidential, top secret emails and put them on her server at her home. Something you and I would go to prison for. We would be in prison for the rest of our lives. Not a big deal. Benghazi? No. Not only did we show you that we were gun running to a group in Syria that became ISIS, that's what we were doing in Benghazi. Not only that, but just the killing of a U.S. ambassador and, might I point out on Veterans Day, we abandon our troops. Did anything happen? Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. Nothing, nothing. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of of actually being open and saying, okay, well, let's look into the spying on this presidential candidate. That's a pretty hefty charge. Were they doing it? And then finding out, yes, they were, and nothing happens. <laughs> he was colluding with Russia. My gosh. That should be the biggest scandal of all time if that were true. If it wasn't true and it was started and evidence, paperwork even showed that they knew all the way to the White House. You'd think that would be even a bigger story. Lying to the FISA courts, nothing. Creating an enemies list, nothing. Using our own intelligence agencies to assist in this operation, spending millions of dollars on a claim they knew that wasn't true, the collusion on Russia, they knew it in, before the president was ever elected. The scandal, the loss of billions of tax dollars in Ukraine, no big deal. The lies and the collusion with the Obama administration in Ukraine, no big deal. Hunter Biden, forget about Burisma. What was that, $7 billion? Ha, who cares? Look at Hunter Biden and his, his uh, father in China. Oh, but we don't have any proof of that. Yes, we do. We have all the proof anyone who cares to be honest needs. We have all the documents on his own freaking laptop, which have been verified for people that were working with him, who were Democrats that had those, those same emails on their computer. Nothing. The scandal of our Justice Department, the deep state, which I didn't believe in four years ago. My gosh, you've got to be dead and probably voting in the last election if you don't see the deep state. The corruption of our media, 
our media telling us to deny our own eyes. There's a car on fire. And they're like, oh, nothing's happening here. It's totally pe There's a car on fire behind you. But we're not supposed to notice that. Good has been made evil and evil is made good. They ask you now to don't believe your own eyes, believe us. Our country is being torn apart on the streets by radicals who are marching with no Trump, no Biden, no America signs. But don't worry about that. This is just a peaceful group. Really? Our children are being indoctrinated with all kinds of crap, telling them that they're racist because of the color they were born with. The teachers' unions completely out of control. The lies of Black Lives Matter, Inc., and no one seems to care. No one seems to care that Black Lives Matter is actually a corporation. That Black Lives Matter, on their own manifesto, said they wanted to destroy the nuclear family. But that's all fine. Antifa? No. They're not wild in the streets. That's only an idea. Yeah, kind of like Nazism was an idea. But yet, if you support the Constitution, if you just say, I want a fair and legal count, you're a radical. You're an anti-government zealot. I've had it. I've had enough. I almost didn't make the show last week. Because this is what I wanted to say to you. Except it would have been followed with... So see you later. Glenn Beck. And that was about a year ago mm -hmm. when he did that. And I was thinking as he was saying that, how many things we could add to that list of, of obvious. Oh, grown. Oh, we, I mean, you know, the, we had the Nord Stream pipeline explosion. We know who did that. We know yeah. who was instrumental with, with that. We had the Afghanistan withdrawal a couple of years ago. We had uh, uh, just one thing after another. We had the. The fires uh, just last last month in in Maui. Yeah. Um, just it, it, it is amazing. So much, if somebody really cared, so much is out there. So much evidence, it would be a, a, a you know a slam dunk. I, I, Bill, yeah. Bill, I I heard this morning. If you look at one of the stories on one of the sites we go to, Kevin mm -hmm. McCarthy is now seriously considering an impeachment inquiry and i'm thinking why you, the hell do we have to do that yes why just do it pull just the trigger do it i mean listening to it back i know him you know we worked together a long long time ago but you know the fact is you know um uh, and if he were listening right now he would relate to it because he did that rant and uh you know if you've ever been in a relationship and you hit that pivotal point. Oh, enough absolutely. is enough. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Now, he said, I almost didn't do the show last week because I would have said, I would have ended it. I'm out of here. See ya. I'm out of yeah. here. Well, you know, let, let's make, let's, let's fine tune that. You know, I want a divorce. I want to divorce America because this is not America. You are not you anymore. You know, the, what what uh, what is reality is now a lie. What is a lie is now reality. Well, you heard what he said. He said four years ago, he didn't believe that there was a deep state. Four years ago, and I, nobody I, did. And I think even if you say no, you're lying to me, you're in denial. 
you want to believe that that uh, that this is all just yeah legal get a good and lawful sleep and don't worry about it. Get, you know, get have some coffee, get a good night's sleep, and um, you know, just let's go about everything as we normally did. Yeah, and uh, nothing to see here. Just move along. Everything's yeah. fine. Nothing uh, happening behind the scenes, and that's just not the case. It's just yeah, not the case. I mean, look, no, I mean, Rome is burning. You know, we got to do something. No, we don't. I do think that we are savable, and I do think there are people, uh, powerful people on our side, who are working behind the scenes that we don't know about and we can't know about right now. We just can't know. They can't tell us anything that they're doing to try to save the country because if they do, it's like showing the other side, the bad guys, what's going on. So they they have to pretend nothing is going on. I know it's a leap of faith for a lot of people. A lot of people just don't believe that's true. But why would a guy like Trump put himself in the position he's in right now when he doesn't have to. Why? If there was no possibility of rescuing our country. You know, he even said the other day, by the way, when they was asked the question, well, don't you expect cheating in the coming election? Don't you expect them to do the same thing in 2024 that they did in 2020? And he said, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're well, aware. You know, when you when you sit there and go, yeah, there's got to be something that he's focusing on in the background. The good guys are coming. If sooner or later people are going to wake up and the evidence is going to come out, that could be true. It could be also true that he's sitting there waiting for the moment with he's got things lined up. And it's just like I said, you, you want a divorce. And the other side's, you know, is going, no, 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 no. Well, let's, let's just, and right. they're waiting to get their ducks in a row. To make their move or the other thing is you know you're waiting to find that point to where you can jump off the sinking ship um i don't know which one it is i don't know because just like you know he did the rant of four years going enough is enough you know maybe you know you put up with so much until you can't take no more and you jump off is the boat salvageable i would hope so I don't but think I'm, I, I don't think you this is a ship you just can't allow to go down. You just got to keep bailing. You just got to keep bailing and trying to save it. Because, as a matter of fact, um, Trump says there if we go down, the rest of the world is going to go down. If we go down as a country, that there's no saving the rest of the world because it's all connected. We're there's so much that is dependent upon us as not just an economy, but as a, a moral standard for the world. And if they lose, you know, the moral standard of the United States, then there's no hope for the also rants. I'm going to play for you a cut bill. Well, okay. go ahead. You have something you want to add? Well, I was just going to say, let's, let's, let's take the other side of that coin. You know, the ship can't go down. The Titanic went down. It was unsinkable. You know, yeah. there's all these things that go along, but what would happen, all right, if, you know, we can't let this ship go down, but let's say that just for argument's sake, mm -hmm. it, it, you, you can't stop it from sinking. It goes down. Then the whole world goes down. Well, what does that mean? What would life be like 
if it does, would we would we Phoenix and something new uh, good come out of it, or would we just go into total anarchy? It would be or, di- the world would be dismal and gray, or would the Big Bang turn into a big and we're gone? No, no. It, 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 when I say that we cannot allow right. this to, to go, I, I don't think we have an option. I mean, our forefathers stood stand fast. They 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 didn't want to go fight the British in 1775 and 1776. They didn't want to go up against the strongest army in the world, but they they didn't have a choice. You know, the Union Army didn't want to go to war with his brothers in in the Civil War. We didn't want to go to right. Europe in World War One and defend uh, the world against the, the aggression of the fascist. We didn't want any of those things, but we had to. And we're in a situation right now where we have got to have a backbone like our forefathers had. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go to war, but we have got to stand fast on our principles and what we believe in and, and the fundamentals of this country. I want to play for you a cut, Bill. Tucker Carlson did another great interview. It's posted now with the Hungarian prime minister. A guy's name is Viktor Orban. They call him the, the Trump mm-hmm. of Hungary. The left cannot stand him in, in, uh, in Hungary because he's a law and order guy. He's a hungry first guy. He, and he's a very smart guy. He's also a friend of uh, President Trump. And um, he even says in the interview, uh, when asked a question, you know, how do we save the, the situation? He says, you bring back Trump. Listen. I have to ask you about Nord Stream. So it seems very obvious that the Biden administration blew up Nord Stream, either directly or through proxies. I don't think I've never heard anyone dispute that, really. How is Western Europe, and Germany in particular, the biggest NATO member in Europe, not saying anything about this? It seemed, I mean, that just crushed the German economy. Why don't they say a word about it? So when it, it has happened, we commented it as a terrorist attack. Yes. It was rejected in, the, in, the, in Germany and in the West. It was not a terrorist attack, it was, it was something. <laughs> you know, so so that's a, that's a kind of evidence of lack of sovereignty. But it's there. It's, it's the job of the Germans. That I would not like to criticize them. What we Hungarians did immediately, we made clear that there is another pipeline, not just Nordic Stream, but there is a Southern Stream coming gas from Russia through the Southern Corridor, Turkey, Bulgaria, Serbia, Hungary. And together with the Serbian Prime Minister, President, we did very clear that if anybody would like to do the same thing with the Southern Corridor as it was done with the Northern one, we consider it as a reason for war or terrorist attack and we will immediately react. So don't, don't do that. Probably you can do it with the Germans, but you can't do that with, 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 with this region. That was very much clear. Do you clear. think people understand that? I think so. You were not speaking to the Russians when you said that? On that, on that subject? Yes. It's a a Hungarian issue. It's not a Russian issue. (laughs) Right. But when you said to the world, don't commit an act of terror against this pipeline, you weren't speaking. It was not addressed to Moscow, no. No, no, it was not. Right. Um, So if you were in charge of NATO, if you were, say, Joe Biden, uh, what would your next move be in the war in Ukraine? What would you do? Peace. Immediately. Call back Trump. That's, that's, That's the only way out. 
Call back Trump. Call back Trump. Because, you know, you can criticize him for many reasons. I understand all the, all the discussion. But, you know, the best foreign policy of the recent several decades belonged to him. He did not initiate any new war. Yes. He treated nicely the, 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 the North Koreans and, and Russia, even the Chinese, you know. He, he, he delivered a policy which was the best one for Middle, for Middle East, Abraham Accords. You know? Yes. So, so that was a very good foreign policy. He, you know, he's criticized that he's not, you know, he's not educated enough to understand the word. But this is not the case. Facts count. And his foreign policy was the best form for the world in the last several decades I have seen. And if he would have been the president at the moment of the Russian invasion started, no, it would, it, it would be not possible to do that by the Russians. So Trump is the man who can save the Western world and the, probably the human beings in the, in the globe as well. That's, that's my personal conviction. Can I ask you just to skip around for one second about the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Days before that invasion at the Munich Security Conference, the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, said to Zelensky at a press briefing, we would like Ukraine to join NATO. Now, Ukraine joining NATO obviously cannot, you know, is a... It's a long story. When, when, when the idea of membership of uh, Ukraine, NATO, was raised, it was in the summit of, uh, of NATO, Bucharest. 2007 or 8, Russia was not strong enough to stop it. So there was a real chance at that time to integrate the Ukrainians into NATO. But it was rejected. There was no agreement among the big Western countries to do so, so it was postponed. But, but, but after two or three years later, the Russians became stronger and stronger and stronger. And now they are even stronger. So we missed the historical opportunity to do so. And this uh, window of opportunity is not open anymore. So we can't do that. So we can't afford to have that long uh, borderline uh, between Russia and Ukraine who belongs to NATO. That would mean immediate war danger to all of us, even, 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 even in Washington. So even it's dangerous even for the United States. It's not just dangerous for the region, but even for you, the, for the family. Because it could it, provoke a new Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. So it's, it's not a realistic proposal at this moment. So forget about it. We should say just the opposite. We should make a deal with the Russians on the new security architecture to provide security, sovereignty for Ukraine, but not membership in NATO. Viktor Orban, the uh, president of Hungary, and what he said about Trump is so, so interesting. He said, uh, uh, you may think he's not a man of the world and doesn't understand what's happening in the world. He says, this is not so. He says, facts don't lie. He, Trump had the best foreign policy uh, of any of any president, any country, for in decades, in decades. Yeah, he did. And uh, Orban also said um, that uh, when you say that you're winning the war on the Ukraine, that's a lie. It, no. It's not just a misunderstanding. It's a lie. It's impossible. Everybody who's in politics and who understands the logic, the figures, the data, no way. The poor Ukrainians die every day. Hundreds and thousands. My heart is with them. It's a tragedy for Ukraine, but they will run out of soldiers before Russia. <laughs> oh my mm -hmm. God. And, and, you know, when you look at how many are dying, Bill, I think they said Russia 
has is was it fifty thousand last month? But the Ukraine uh, lost four hundred thousand. I mean, they're losing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, losing. they're losing their entire population. The the only smart people in that war were the people who got the hell out of the Ukraine. Yeah, I don't understand how we can so nonchalantly keep supporting them, uh, the Biden regime. Just uh, asked to send another two hundred and fifty million dollars uh, in assistance to the Ukraine. It, it's not all in cash. I mean, it's going over there for uh, missiles for high-mobility artillery rockets for right. uh, rounds for the artillery. I mean, it just goes on and on. But still, we, it, you have to buy all that stuff. So initially it's cash, you know. And, and they they talk about us and our shortages over here. Our military is short on supplies, yet we're sending all of our stuff to the Ukraine. And and Biden joyously does so. Oh, good. We'll send more to the... You know, how much did we send so far to Hawaii? How much is going down to Florida? Actually, now they say they're going to give them $95 million. But, okay. you know, and Hawaii is a whole different thing. you got a senator resigning over this thing. You've got the people that are saying these fires were set. They were set because uh, they wanted to soften the people. Mm. Cheapen the land That's so true. the big money could come in and yeah. buy it all up. And there is something going on with the land, but I don't think it's all about the the oligarchs of the world going, oh, yeah, let's go in there and soften these people up. We'll uh, we'll use these sophisticated well, things and make it look like space aliens or whatever and make them sound crazy when they talk. It doesn't matter. The end result is the same. And when you look at that, you know, just an observation, you know, you look at, all the fires in strategic areas, strategic areas, or simultaneous uh, fires, by the way. Yeah, yeah, high collateral areas that, wow, boy, you know, now that it's burned down, that you could get that land cheap. Boy, what precious land. Boy, wouldn't that be nice to have? Why is it all over the world? Well, global warming, you know, and I'm sitting there going, you know, going back to the back thing, enough is enough. Come on, you know, you, you've gotten beyond. The point of they're, reason. They're killing people for stuff. I mean, when mm. you think about it, they can't find, I think they said 2,000 children are missing. They're not, yeah. they're not saying they're all dead, but they don't know where they are. They're saying, well, maybe they're just not, un, they're unaccounted for. They haven't, well, where the heck are they? Well, who knows? How do you know they didn't come in and swoop up the kids and say, yeah, ship them off, put them in a crate, and we'll traffic them? That's true. I don't know. Uh, I mean, look at the look at the hurricane down in Florida. It was out there as a one. You know, well, it'll be a two when it hits land. Yeah, it hits land. It's yeah. a three and a four. And, you know, now I know her. I've been through them. Yeah, they can strengthen pretty quick. They sit out there and they stall. This thing did little circles, and it's done defying things, and it's there beating the hell out of Florida. And, you know, it's almost like— It came out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. I, I mentioned this in— uh, Yesterday, like 10 days before the hurricane hit Florida, we hadn't heard about this. It was not, it was, nobody was talking about this hurricane. And then, you know, maybe about a week ago or six days ago, someone said there's a tropical storm out in the Gulf. And then all of a sudden, it was this major hurricane on our doorstep. Yeah. And if you go and look at hurricanes, the history of them, you can sit there. This is the time of the year for them. 
And, you know, it's like you can you look off the Cape of uh, South Africa, you know, you over there where the, they they form, and they're like a little kunga line. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, yeah, I know, that's true. the Atlantic. <laughs> they, they, Here I come, America. Boom, boom, boom. That's what they do. Yeah. You can predict them. This was like, what? Yeah. Where'd that come from? It didn't. Dun, 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 dun. He's, it in was, a, he's in a, boom. Bill's in a singing mode today. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know that, that that was how I look. I used to live down in Florida, and I used I know to sit down. It's, it's it was it's it looks like a conga line off the coast of South Africa. They form and they come right across uh, the southern Atlantic, yeah. and they come right up in, one right, right after the other. You know, pick your partner, dosi do. You know, it, <laughs> it, there it is. But this thing, Gulf of Mexico, has a little depression. Yeah, it might you know whip into a one, which a one is not a good thing, but. It's not a devastating thing. This well, you know, the other thing is this stuff out. There's a there's a video going around right now on the internet. It shows and it says, uh, "Comtrails fade out, chemtrails stop," and it shows what looks like a jet, a military jet, about uh, 40,000, 45,000 feet in the sky, maybe, mm -hmm. and it's got a you know vapor trail behind it. And it goes along, and you see it's spreading this vapor trail, and then it's like the guy hit a switch in in the uh, cockpit. It stops immediately. There's no fading out of the of the uh, the smoke behind the train, uh, the tr plane. And you gotta wonder, you know, if you watched uh, uh, com trails, that they're they're vapor caused by the engines. You're, you're flying mm -hmm. along, and it's so cold up there, and, and your engine is so hot. It causes the, those vapor right. trails, and they apparently, when the plane changes altitude and stuff like that, they dissipate gradually. Yeah. But a a chemtrail, if you were spraying something that was heavier, it'll stay up there, and you'll see it. And when the guy shuts it off, it's the vapor trail stops, and that's what you right. see in this video. You see this plane flying along about fifty thousand feet in the sky, and you see it stop the vapor trail like some guy hit a switch and just keeps flying away with no vapor trail. And you gotta wonder what the heck is going on now. Can they can they affect weather? Can they manipulate weather? I think they can. I think they've been able to seed weather for decades yeah, now. Yeah, they have because there was even talk during the Reagan administration, and that goes back years. That you know to save America, you know we could sat we could sit there and go up and salt the clouds. We could turn storms, but then the legal eagles got in and said, "Yeah." And you know when that storm turns and goes and hits the country, and it was because of what we did, we would be liable to them. We can't mess with Mother Nature, but I think we've gotten to a point we can. But the, you know, my question would be, who's flying that plane? Yeah. Is he uh, is he an Air Force colonel? Is he a part of the U.S. military? Or is, is there some other, you know... Uh, Nefarious uh, organization running the... Uh, like planes? the U.N. Maybe maybe they're control. Maybe they're the, uh, the, the get smart control. There's control and chaos. And maybe they have their own military besides a little blue truck with a U.N. on it. And they actually have... Some pretty sophisticated stuff, you know. You know, we works? we uh, would immediately have dismissed that uh, like four years ago. 
Oh, right. that's ridiculous. The UN. But there's been so much that has happened in our world that is unexplainable. I mean, look at it. Getting back to Maui for a second, okay? They mm -hmm. just put up around the, the major part of the city, they put up this 25-foot-high 20 black fence that you cannot mm -hmm. see. They surrounded the city with, or, or a good section of the city, with a fence. So the prying media can't see what they're doing. The other thing is this. There's a lot of people who will say that... Um, that people like Oprah, like uh, Jeff Bezos, like Mark Zuckerberg, who all have palatial estates in Maui, would love to have been able to gobble up um, the uh, you know gobble up the property on the island. As a matter of fact, I got a cut here from Jesse Waters giving an update mm. on Maui. This is uh, uh, from I believe the night before last, but it's still very relevant. And I mm. think I think you should listen to this, Bill. Hundreds of Americans are still missing after the deadly Maui fires. Many of the missing children. The Hawaii Electric Company was negligent with their downed power lines and are now involved in a cover-up. Water held back from firefighters. Roads were even blocked, trapping Americans inside the inferno. And FEMA officials have been staying at five-star luxury resorts. But it actually gets worse. The Free Beacon discovered that FEMA in the middle of all of this around-the-clock search-and-rescue recovery mission is telling their workers to focus on diversity training. FEMA is having workers do a three-hour course on equity in the middle of the disaster recovery. The course teaches them how white supremacy is ingrained in nearly every system and an institution in the U.S. It tells its employees that the U.S. is rooted in extreme, extraordinary violence and says that employees must acknowledge that the systemic racism and oppression exist. So while Hawaiians are missing kids and are prevented from seeing their scorched homes, FEMA officials are staying at the Four Seasons and taking a three-hour course on white supremacy. I hate to tell you, but it actually gets worse. Hawaiians are being evicted from their homes so landlords can cash in. We've been receiving call after call of people who are being asked to be evicted by their landlords. People who are being displaced during a time of emergency when their house was like the only house standing in their neighborhood, simply because the owner of the house realized that their investment is no longer a sound investment. Why are people getting evicted if their homes didn't burn? Well, this is interesting. Less than a month before the fire, the Democrat governor of Hawaii, Josh Green, signed an emergency proclamation concerning Hawaiian real estate. To my knowledge, this was the first emergency proclamation in the country that didn't have a preceding incident. This was just, from my knowledge, was just to streamline development on Maui, and it is allocated all decision-making power to one person, uh, the housing officer of the governor, Nani Medeiros, who's unelected, who can trump every single thing that you do. They're meeting with developers, private, um, private landowners, and not a lot of community. Maui residents say this is highly suspicious. The emergency housing proclamation was declared weeks before the actual emergency created a housing emergency. This emergency proclamation has been described as a gift to developers. The residents are apoplectic because of all the emergency powers. They go to a housing czar, and residents get no say. 
Now the residents think developers, government officials, and all those billionaires have bought up land in Hawaii. Like Zuckerberg, Oprah, Bezos are going to take advantage of the devastation. We busted our and this is what we get. Nobody called us. Our phones didn't work from five in the morning. The fire was not 10 o'clock when I went to work. The fire was still there. There was no water. Tell me if that's a coincidence. No water, no warning. And everybody talking about the satellite city before the fire. Lahaina going to be the first satellite city. Well, hey, Jeff Bezos, you got what you wanted. Oprah, you got what you wanted. And the guy who owns the nut, you got what you wanted. That's all over. Many of the Maui residents are worried that their town is going to be turned into a smart city, a tech hub where wealthy people work remotely, massive data is collected, and middle class people are priced out. Primetime has no idea what's going on. The governor of Hawaii calls this all a conspiracy theory. But when all of these tragedies and mishaps converge, it leaves vulnerable people searching anywhere for answers. Representative Diamond Garcia is a member of the Hawaii House of Representatives. All right, Diamond, tell us what people are thinking here. Well, the fact is people are confused. It's been three weeks, Jesse, and there's not been any clear answers. I mean, these people have lost everything, their homes, their families, their loved ones, their children, and they're crying for answers. They need answers. And unfortunately, the response from the federal, state, and county governments has been pretty quiet. When asked what the death count was for children, the answer was, I don't know. When asking FEMA and calling FEMA for, for more resources, they get the voicemail. So people are frustrated here in Hawaii, and it's really sad to see this kind of federal response. So if you have real estate, probably the most expensive in the entire country, and there's a lot of poor people in Maui, there just are, and then a fire comes through and just rips it to shreds, and developers are licking their chops. Is this why people are so concerned, especially when the fire water wasn't uh, ready, or the, you know, wasn't given to the firefighters, and all of these things keep adding up? Absolutely. The fact is, just days after the fire burned down the entire town of Lahaina, realtors and developers were calling residents who lost their homes and offering to buy their properties. So people immediately caught on to what was going on. And it looks like right when this happened, the developers came down like vultures and tried to take their property. Oh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. This, this guy, Green, who runs this island... I hope he does the right thing because we're going to hold him to account. And I mark my words, we're going to hold this guy to account. Diamond, thanks as always. Tell everybody in Maui we send our love. You know what I find amazing is that the mm -hmm. uh, the investors uh, were able to get the phone numbers, that were able to be able to actually contact the people who had lost everything. How did they How did they reach these people? But they did. They must have sent people to the island too. I would imagine to make offers on the properties. Mm -hmm. Actually, there, there, there's, there's a listing of. Uh, I, I, I would imagine that they would have gone to maybe the local tax assessor. Yeah, but if the who, house is gone, if no, the, but if they it, still. Yeah, but everybody's got cell phones now, and those, those are recorded data. So somewhere, hmm. there's, there's a record of it. Well, they, they must have been persistent, but people caught on right away. They realized that it was. Uh, you know, these were vultures. These were people who were just trying to get the property for a, a song uh, while people were 
uh, destitute, had lost everything. Uh, and what's amazing, like every other story in the 21st century, uh, it's uh, the hottest thing since, you know, the, you, whatever. It's the strongest story in the world until the next day. And then the next day, something else comes along and supplants oh, don't worry. that. The, the, the government's got something to do with this. You know they do. So there's going to be something else to take our eyes off of Maui. Well, we've got Florida to take our eyes off of Maui because that's in the mainland now. And so we we got a we got a we yeah, got a pop up yeah, incident, a pop up hurricane. You know, at, look at next week. Next week, uh, something else will come along. It'll take the place of of uh, you know those storms. Uh, I was reading somewhere, Bill. And no one's talking about this at all. We just lost another processing food processing plant. A Didn't big, hear about it. a big food processing plant just was destroyed, burned. Uh, this is with, within the last three days, and that's become so run of the mill. You know, like oh, no big deal. Well, yeah, but you know what? People are not gonna pay attention to it until there's no food to put in their mouth. In other words, yeah. right now there there's enough stuff out there that they can spread around and move around and you know with proper distribution get it out there. But the fact is, maybe we had too many plants, but you know maybe we didn't. But you know they they keep saying, well, there's too many people to feed, so the stories don't really intersect properly with the narrative to what would what we're seeing happen. Well, uh, I'm going to say that. Uh, you know, there we're, we're there's a bigger there's a bigger scheme here at hand, and uh, you know the processing well, plant's going away. Rest assu- rest assured that uh, with all of this confusion and turmoil happening in our world, we are led by a man who has a firm grip on the uh, on the steering wheel of the, we of the ship. For example, here is our president, our fear- fearless leader, Joe Biden, just yesterday. Listen. A drug company that makes a drug here in America, if it's sold in Chicago, you can buy the same drug in Toronto or Paris cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. I mean, in in Chicago. (laughs) A a drug company that sells the drug in Chicago, uh, you can buy it uh, in Toronto or whatever, and it's cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, maybe he needs to take his medication yes. because apparently he didn't go and uh, refill the prescription of uh, <laughs> I got a brain. Isn't I don't know. Man. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? But, you know, he's our leader. And where is Kamala? Now there's a oh. poll out there saying that, uh, uh, what is it? She's boring. You know, She's one of the most boring people, and that may hurt her. I think her being, you know, hidden mm-hmm. is out of Joe's sight, got problems. Out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah, but Joe's got problems. But you know, I, I, and I think even to a degree, he's being played. Um, the simple fact is, you know, those emails uh, that comes out, and he's done something, yeah, far worse than they've ever uh, accused Trump of. But you know, would he be held accountable if he's guilty of treason? Right, is he is he going to be yanked out of office and held up on trial and and you know thrown in the thrown in jail or put to death like it would dictate? These... Or are they going to say you know just serve out your term, but you can't run again? 
you know, or what? Well, then the, these the and other questions out. should will be answered tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow because tomorrow, we have tomorrow. run out of time again because the clock on the wall says so. And, you know, that's the ultimate uh, source. Let me uh, ask you a question. What's Does that? your clock talk to you? All the time. Uh, uh -huh. That's right. Uh, it goes cuckoo, actually, if you must know. Uh, if you want to reach us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com, please. Send us some email. Let us know. You know what? You got a question. You got a comment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to, you know, throw their comments out there right. on uh, where they shouldn't, like on Facebook. Don't do not do the comments there. And don't just read the little description of what the podcast is. And then you think that because it's liberals that do that. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. What they, I, I, I got an answer for that. No, you don't have an answer because you don't know what we said. Yes. It's because you're doing what you normally do. You know, right. you got your, th you got your thumb where the, the sun don't shine, and you're making, you're pontificating on something you have no knowledge about. If you want to comment on the show, listen to the show. You want to comment, the email is there for you. The phone number is there for you. You know, make yourself sound like an idiot. We'll be sure to air you. You know, when I was a here. kid, there used to be a, uh, you could buy these little books. If you didn't want to read the book entirely, you could go to the store and buy these. Uh, they essentially cliff were notes. A, a cliff notes. They were yeah. cheat sheets, and uh, you could get an idea of what the book was about. That's the liberal of today. The liberal of today, uh, their whole existence is cliff notes. Uh, if you, you you make major evaluations, lifetime judgments, uh, by just doing little snippets of information, as opposed to really studying what's going on in the world. You, you make your evaluation by watching everything on MSNBC. Oh, it's NBC. I mean, can they be wrong? Oh, my God. And I, and I, I don't think you should put all your judgment in, into what's happening on Fox or Newsmax or any of the cable networks because they all have an agenda. And you know what the agenda is, folks? Make money. Trust mm -hmm. me. MSNBC is not liberal because they love you lefties. They're liberal because they found that they can fill a niche, they can sell to a certain client and make a lot of money. And that's what they're doing. Fox is yeah, the same way. It's all about the money and that's all there is. It's so all these disasters, mm -hmm. you know, oh boy, you know, that is gonna that's gonna cost a lot to they're not worried about what it's gonna cost to fix it. Although I would think federal dollars are gonna go in there and fix it for the you know, the, the big-time profiters that are going in there scarfing up. This is hey, a scam. It's a ripoff. I leave you with this. East Palestine, Ohio. When was that? Three months? Four months ago? Four months ago? About four months ago, yeah. It's ancient history. Do you know how much they've done to clean up East Palestine, Ohio? Not a damn thing. That's exactly right. Not a damn thing. If you go out to the same stream that had the chemical... Uh, sheen on it from the all of that poison that had been dumped into the fresh water, it's mm -hmm. still there. It's still there. Yeah. Anyway, hey, uh, we could do that for another show, my friend. But uh, yeah, we could. Now this will be interesting. Uh, you are in a remote location where there are other people, and I'll be interested in hearing how you do our our signature ending to the program. Usually, you do it with a lot of power and open of, yes 
But this is different. There are people just uh, a wall away from you who are probably vacationing. So uh, it's all yours, Bill. Well, I I will give you this cliff note. Yes. I am in a brand new uh, building and room. Yes. Uh, And so I'm basically one of the inaugural people here. Yes. So I will be... I will be respectful to <laughs> the air in the walls because there's nobody next door or around me. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli Prime Minister are making an appearance at the Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington, is a page-turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit It'sAnotherDay.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>